The promise of America is being squandered. How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible, citizen-centric government? Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician. And she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and postpartisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, here's your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. The last time I remember voting at the polls was in 1992. I remember that election night, both because it was a three-way race between uh, Bush 41 and the, the, who was then the incumbent in two challengers, the Democrat Bill Clinton and the independent Ross Perot. I remember it for a second reason. That's because it was a foot race to maintain my perfect record of voting in every presidential election since I became eligible to vote. I'd had a client meeting in Salt Lake City that day, and my flight back to San Jose arrived after 7 o'clock. So I grabbed my carry-on and literally ran through the terminal to find my ride waiting at the curbside. We made it to our polling place 10 minutes before they closed, just so I could vote. I think that was the precipitating event in my signing up as a permanent absentee voter. You're listening to the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I solve problems. I don't make them. And as someone who traveled extensively, permanent absentee voting was convenient, and I knew it was 100% safe and accurate. I knew that because during my years as a Republican grassroots volunteer and a Central Committee member, my technology and process skills were called upon to, quote, audit unquote, the county's vote collection and counting procedures prior to more than one presidential election. While not every county uses the same equipment and procedures, the process is very consistent. Voting machines are not connected to the internet, neither those at the polling locations nor at county headquarters. The counting code, the code that is used to count that particular election's votes is thoroughly tested prior to election day. No rogue programmer can mess with the counter and get away with it. I know because I checked for that and my process was used as a model by others. It would be detected by other people. In other words, if a rogue rogue programmer tried to make a change in the counter it would be detected by others involved in the testing and tracking that goes on up to and including on election day. It's a known checklist item. Permanent absentee and one-time absentee ballots counter to what you are hearing on Facebook and the internet and from the presidential podium. Permanent absentee and one-time absentee ballots are sent only to registered voters. New or moved voters who wish to vote absentee must be registered by the registration deadline that is set by each state, and in some cases at county level. Each ballot is barcoded. Every individual ballot that is mailed out as an absentee ballot or just your, you know, in states that use only mail-in voting, Each ballot is barcoded, and that barcode is unique. So if two ballots were received 
back at the counting place with the same barcode, they would automatically be rejected. Now, whether the voter is notified and allowed to cast another ballot is in fact situationally. But rest assured, your ballot has a unique barcode. The outer envelope that the signed ballot is inserted into when you, before you put it into the mail is opened when you return that ballot. The ballot is then verified both by the barcode and a visual signature match to the voter registration that is on file. You've had to sign it, even if you have motor voter, you had to sign it. In some cases, the ballots are then staged to be opened on election day for processing before the polls close, because that's usually where the earliest returns, you know how at 801 they tell you, oh, with 1% of the, of the precincts reporting, that's usually um, mail that has a mail-in ballots that have accumulated and are now being uh, processed in batches. In some cases, ballots are opened as they're received and counted in daily batches prior to the election. I actually think that's probably a pretty good process, but um, people worry that um, some of the numbers might um, might get really leaked, and and so that's a valid concern. But in any case. In most jurisdictions, they begin the processing on the actual processing of the ballots, counting them on election day. And in most jurisdictions, a voter can go online to check the status of their ballot after they return it to the, whatever the vote counting authority in that county is. Because um, in most counties, in most urban and suburban counties, the ballot is marked re received when it is received. And hold that thought, because there's a reason for that. If you've received an absentee ballot, but you decide to vote at the polls, you need to take your absentee ballot with you. Because the role of registered voters at that polling place will be marked that you have an absentee ballot that's to prevent you from voting twice. And all of those, and also if you've already returned your absentee ballot and you think you might want to be vote, tempted to vote twice, they know that too. One vote per voter, absentee at the polls, all these steps prevent any stuffing of the ballot box. There's no duplicate voting. There are no counterfeit ballots that the president likes to rail against. Can't be done. You don't have to worry. It's one counterfeit knockoff that China cannot produce. The volume of mail-in ballots that is expected in November 2020 during this COVID crisis, the numbers is where the complications arise. Will Postmaster General Lovejoy succeed in slowing the delivery of ballots to voters or the return of ballots to the counting authorities? Actually, I'm more worried that there will be so many ballots that the counting authorities will need extra people in order to process all of the ballots. Now that is a valid concern and that does require some extra money from Congress. But on the subject of your absentee ballot, your desire to safely vote by mail, here's what you can do 
to keep Postmaster Lovejoy honest. Don't wait. Apply for your absentee ballot early if you need to apply for it. I mean, right now would be a good time to go online and apply for your absentee ballot. Watch for the announcement that absentee ballots or mail-in ballots have been put into the mail. Most counties will tell you that they've done that. If your ballot doesn't appear within a week of that, so like by the 10th of October, you need to report that to your registrar of voters, whatever it is in that your county they call that particular position, your county clerk. The next important thing that you can do to keep the postmaster honest is to complete and return your ballot as soon as you are sure who the candidates you are going to vote for and the, how you're going to vote on specific issues that may be on the ballot. Complete and return your ballot as soon as practically possible. Another thing you can do is add a first-class stamp. Spend 45 cents. Make sure that your ballot is going to get there in time because for the first time, your ballot this year will not be treated as first-class mail unless you put on a stamp. You don't want to spend 45 cents on a stamp. Many states and locales within most of the major of the big states have drop boxes at government buildings where you can just drop your ballot. You bypass the mail system on the return of your ballot completely. You just put it in this locked box. That's actually what I do. I walk down to the, to the library, um, need the steps anyway, and pop it into the locked safe box that is chained to a post so that you know that only an authorized person can open that drop box. And you can't take the whole drop box. In addition to that, because we do try to make voting easy and safe. Some states and locales have weekend drop points in shopping centers, etc., where you can drive right up, roll down your window, and hand your ballot to a government official. In my county, they'll even give you an I voted sticker in return for your ballot. If you still don't trust mail-in voting or you've missed the deadline to apply, look for opportunities to early vote so that you can maintain social distancing. Make sure, don't, don't rely on somebody else for the Purell. You make sure you bring your own hand sanitizer. Most urban and suburban counties in the United States now offer such early voting opportunities a week or two before the election and they are assuring us they will include social distancing. And now, after Mark Cuban's suggestion, several NBA teams say that they're going to offer up their stadiums for voting on election day, and that they can handle hundreds of voting machines, and they can do it in a way which is socially distant and safe, and you're not going to have to stand in line forever because you, you know, and, and there are going to be opportunities. So that, whether or not you are in an NBA city or not, there will be options to vote on election day. People are going to be creative about how to do this in a way that is safe and legal and secure. But rest assured, 
that there are checks and balances in our voting system that prevent fraud from occurring if you choose to stay home and vote by mail. But make sure you act now. Get that ballot request in the mail now. Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. You can learn more at reimagineamerica.org. Got a comment or an idea for a future show? Email Joyce at reimagineamerica.org or find her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy or at Reimagine Radio. Take a minute now and go to reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you love the podcast, donate and tell others. You can invite Joyce to speak at your next meeting or conference through reimagineamerica.org. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at ricochet.com or c-sweetnetwork.com. That's c-sweetnetwork.com. Together, we really can reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.